Good morning, friends and community at home. Welcome. You are loved here. You are loved here. You are loved here. I'm the Reverend Erin Walter. I use she, her pronouns. This is a church that believes there's a spark of the divine in everyone. If you're visiting for the first time, we're so grateful you're gracing us with your divine presence. And we hope you'll stay and visit with us in coffee hour after church. If you're online, we hope you'll introduce yourself. We want to know you. Today, we're holding a lot of things. I'm standing before you, your minister for joy and justice on the interim team, with just a couple months left with you in this role. So on my heart is all the things that I'm like, I need to say and do before I go. And a lot of that's going to come out in music today. And we're also going to be holding a lot of space for people who are in different places this week based on what's going on in the Capitol, based on gun violence, and so much more that's going on in our personal lives. So I just invite you to care for your hearts and your bodies and your spirits today. Look out for each other as we come back to center and breathe together and sing together and pray together today. Let us say together now the words by which we light our chalice. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. I have an image for you. These are families from Uvalde. At the Capitol on Tuesday, the same day that many of us were also there in the fight for trans and LGBTQ rights, which I say to you are the fight, is the fight for all of our rights. We hold in our hearts this morning and we commit fiercely to be making phone calls, to be showing up, to be working, to be giving money, to be doing whatever it takes as we understand another horrific shooting, eight lives lost in Allen, Texas yesterday, while we are still grieving the lives lost in Houston. The headlines couldn't decide if this Allen massacre was the 199th or the 200th mass shooting in our country in 2023. So I beg of you to be making your voices loud for those families from Uvalde, from Houston, from Allen, from everywhere. And first, I invite us into a time of silence to make that internal commitment to ourselves and to join our hearts with all of these families in the spirit of grief, grief that no one should have ever had to feel, preventable grief. God rest their souls, and may we be the ones to do the work so that we don't ever have to do this again.
In this church, one of the things that I cherish is having a place to come for the whole of what is going on in life. So there is a lot of joy and there is a lot of pain. And I'm not going to pretend that life is binary. So for our call to worship this morning, I want to celebrate a couple days belatedly that Chicano activists raised awareness of the holiday Cinco de Mayo in the 1960s, in part because they identified with the victory of indigenous Mexicans over European invaders during the Battle of Puebla. So our call to worship words this morning will be from Mexican artist Frida Kahlo, who is remembered for her self-portraits of pain and passion, of bold, vibrant colors. She is remembered in Mexico for her attention to Mexican and indigenous culture and by feminists for her depiction of the female experience and form. She is also regarded as an icon for Chicanos, the LGBTQ plus community and how she painted about her experience of chronic pain. The words of Frida Kahlo for our call to worship this morning. I used to think I was the strangest person in the world, but then I thought there are so many people in the world. There must be someone just like me who feels bizarre and flawed in the same ways I do. I would imagine her And imagine that she must be out there thinking of me too. Well, I hope that if you are out there and read this and know that, yes, it's true. I'm here and I'm just as strange as you. Amen. As a member of this church community, I feel so grateful for the mission statement that we created together Uh, because I can always return to it when I don't know what to do. So let's say it together. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Two of the people that invited me into music in the way that I do it now are people who were ministers of this church. I got to play bass, in a song called Rainbow Connection. Do you know that song that Kermit the Frog would sometimes sing? Yeah. But we did a punk rock version of Rainbow Connection for the ordination of Reverend Marisol Caballero, who used to be a minister at this church. And that was a really important time for me um, in my life as a musician. So I thank Madi for that. And then Reverend Meg Barnhouse, who some of you also might remember and know, and I know you know, and we love too, um, was the first female minister I saw in church with a guitar. And that meant a lot to me. And then I also want to say that before I had my band, Parker Woodland, the other band I was in where I played bass was called Butch County. And I still play guitar in Butch County, but it's hard to schedule five people to do anything. So we don't play that often. But the lead singer and the songwriter of that band, is her name is Katie Koontz. And she's a trans and non-binary musician. And it was a gift to get invited into her band. And so I want to honor those three people who have brought so much joy into my life by being role models for me in music. And so I just want to invite you to think about what's something that's really special to you about who you are. What is something that's really special to you and all of you about who you are? And then who are some of the people that helped you claim it, embrace it, bring it forward?
Friends, let us now enter into a time of prayer, meditation, contemplation, a time to breathe together. We are in the presence of the spirit of life, compassion, and love, as we always are. It moves among us and between us and within us. It draws us near one another to celebrate joy, to create delight, and to grieve sorrows. Any moment we may turn ourselves towards it, like leaves turning towards the sun, and the sunbeams shine through us, through every brilliant cell of our bodies, our own interconnected web of life, that connects us to the whole. Much is heavy on our hearts these days. This spirit, with its many holy names, meets us in our hearts with compassion. And our hearts are heavy with grief for all the world. Some of us weep, some of us pray. Holy Spirit of many names, hear our prayers, hear our grief, hear our wishes for a better world. We pray for our neighbors who experience homelessness, that together we may find safety. We pray for all who are afflicted with pain and illness, that together we may find comfort. We pray for all those who fear for their loved ones, that together we may find peace. We pray for those who are suffering from loneliness, that together we may find companionship. We pray for all those who experience the insidious racism of our world, and we pray especially for indigenous people and communities after the observance on Friday of missing or murdered Indigenous Persons Day. May we all find true justice and true peace. May the reign of white supremacy and imperialism and colonization come to an end and make way for a world in which we all survive and thrive, in which we all have a chance to become elders and watch our children grow in peace. We pray for all those whose lives have been impacted by gun violence. We pray especially for those grieving after the recent shootings in Allen, Texas. May all of our dreams for a better, safer world be realized somehow. We pray for trans people in the state of Texas and across the world. We pray especially for all the organizers, activists, healers, leaders, clergy, artists, all those who have held the trans community in their arms through every attack this legislative session. May we all find the beautiful lives our hearts call us to live, and may we soon have the blessing of rest. May we know that we are the heroes that we have been waiting for. Let us join together now in the sacred silence that welcomes all.
You are invited now to light candles for whatever is on your heart, for joy, grief, courage, fear, love, or anything else. And as it has been such a week of struggle and grief, during this time of reflection, you are also invited to request a hug or a word of blessing from myself or Reverend Aaron. You are sacred and you are loved.
Blessings on all the prayers of your hearts, spoken and unspoken. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. If we haven't had the pleasure of meeting one another yet, my name is Bis. I use he and she pronouns. I'm a member of First UU. Uh, I'm a seminary student who is just about to graduate from Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary. <laughs> If I had meant to fish for applause, I could have done it even louder. So, uh, I'm also an artist, and I am a trans Texan who has been at the Capitol a lot this session. It's hard to know what to say about this past week. I could tell you that it was a hard week, which it was, and I could tell you that it's been harder than usual, which is also true. But I don't know if that captures anything meaningful by itself. Usually, when I speak to larger groups who aren't necessarily all part of a larger trans community about what's going on at the legislature, I want to tell them that even though it's hard, it's also beautiful. I want people to understand the way that you make friends. I try to describe what it's like to show up in a place like the Texas Capitol building and have so many people's faces light up when they see you. I try to help people understand that it's like a family reunion that you actually want to be at, which I know is not everyone's experience of family reunions. So maybe use your imagination. But uh, it's, it's like a family reunion, except something bad is happening. So it's sort of like a funeral, but in all the ways that a funeral can be really beautiful. And all of that is also true. But I want to be honest with y'all for a moment out of love and respect for my religious community. Right now, it's really hard to talk about either of those things because I struggle to know what it is that I'm trying to communicate anymore. Am I trying to make people understand how bad it is for my people? 
Am I trying to convince y'all to join us? I don't really know. So here is what I do know. I believe that God wants me to tell the truth as I have come to know it. And God brought me into my life as I live it today. I am trans for God because this is a life of delight and beauty. And God brings me into that building every time I go. And God is with me when people call me evil and mutilated. God is with me when I pray throughout the labyrinth bowels of that building, populated both by my companions and by people who have made it their business to be my enemies. God has been with me every time I pulled someone away from bigots trying to provoke them into an on-camera fight. God has been with me every time someone went with me to a bathroom to keep me safe. God has been with me every time someone offered me a hug and just let me be angry and scared. God has been with me every time I comforted a frightened parent of a trans child and held their hand as we faced their fears together. God has been with me every time I learned the name of another trans kid, another trans adult, another trans elder. God was with me when I laid down on the tile floor for a die-in, chanting as my gay ancestors held me in their arms. And God was with me when I stood with countless others on a staircase inside the building early on Tuesday morning, singing a hymn written for a vigil after the murder of Harvey Milk. We are a gentle, angry people, and we are singing, singing for our lives. I believe God speaks through, through delight, through compelling strangeness, through odd circumstance, and I believe that God speaks through the love that we show each other. We have been the rainbow hands of God throughout this session, along with all creation itself. After the attacks focused mainly on trans people of color by the Capitol Troopers on Tuesday, many of us bravely, so bravely returned to the Capitol on Friday, and the moon was full that day, shining with us another hand of God. We belong like the stones in the ground, like the clouds in the sky, and we will never be destroyed. But for now, we are singing for our lives, and God is with us. Thank you for hearing the truth from me as I have come to know it. I just want to start and say again how much I love you. If you were at the Capitol this week, I invite you to rise, please, in body or spirit. But rise. Please stay standing. We know that there are many ways to contribute. We know that. If you have made a phone call, if you have sent an email, if you have texted a friend, if you have donated money, if you have done anything to care for folks, would you please rise and join this group? If you have not been able to do any of that because you are just trying to survive, just trying to survive in this time, I offer you the option of how you want to be seen. I invite you to rise and join this group, or if rising is not what you can do, but you are part of this group too. Surviving is part of this revolution. Okay, 
Thank you. If you want to have a seat. I want to say to those of you who, for whatever reason, weren't rising, you are the good news. You are the good news. Church is supposed to have good news. You're the good news. Because what that means is there are still people left to show up who are not as tired (laughs) as some of us are. We need you. Now, if you think I had time to write a well-crafted sermon this week, you have not been watching the news. (laughs) So I speak to you from my heart, as I always do. There is nothing more important than our presence with each other. How we show up, whatever way we can. I, 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 I implore you, I hear the words and the voice of Emmett the executive director of the Transgender Education Network, standing on the steps of the Capitol, tears in their eyes, shaking in their voice, begging for everybody to join us. So I ask those of you who have some energy, who have some money, who have some wisdom to share, who have some love to give, whatever you got, it's now. We need you. On Tuesday, I sat in the House Gallery with one of our newest members, Stu Tendler. Are you still in here, Stu, or are you with the kids? All right, Stu's with the kids. Stu and I sat in the house gallery and we talked about why we were there, even though it seemed inevitable that day. How foolish of me not to have enough hope, but it seemed inevitable that day that Senate Bill 14, the anti-trans health care ban, would pass through the house. And I talked with him about how Uh, Tennessee Representative Justin Pearson's sermon at our Unitarian uh, sibling congregation in Memphis on Easter stayed on my heart where Representative Pearson had talked about particularly the role of black women as active witnesses when things happen and that just the important role that they have played and let me tell you just as an aside please keep pushing for Representative Tony Rose's bill for 12 months of postpartum health care what did it say A, uh, a free state doesn't ban health care. We need health care for everybody, y'all. So be calling about that too. But what I want to say is, as I was listening to that, that call, that acknowledgement of black women and that acknowledgement of the importance of active witness, which is what I'm asking you to be today for BIS and for everyone as we watch those photos, to be active witness to what's going on in our capital just down the road. Stu said to me, and it gave me my whole life back, Stu said, I couldn't pretend it was just a normal day. I couldn't pretend it was just a normal day. That is one of the hardest things I feel like, is going, seeing everything, and knowing that for some folks it's just a normal day. It's really hard. So I ask you to to help us. I ask you to tell people, text your friends, tell them, send them one link. One Texas Tribune article, one Statesman article, one Equality Texas or Tent Action link. Send them one thing so they know. Please. We need witnesses. Speaker Dade Phelan should not be able to close our house. DPS troopers should not be able to kick our friends and us, particularly our trans people of color, down and out of our house. Adri Perez, my friend, We sang happy birthday to them in this sanctuary for their 30th birthday in January. If you were here for the Texas UU Justice Ministry 10th anniversary day, Adri was one of our speakers. That was Adri you saw under all those troopers. They asked me to tell you something. 
Well, first of all, I woke up Wednesday morning. My kids were asking, is Audrey okay? And thank God for a 3.30 in the morning text that they asked me to tell you that I got. And it said, singing with y'all really helped me through. They were in jail. I spent my night imagining what a young, trans, non-binary person of color's experience in jail might be like and was just grateful to know that Audrey was alive. Then later that day, text again that I share with their permission and their blessing, singing this joy that I have in the cell was what helped me stay sane. So we're going to sing that song today as a part of our commitment before we leave here. But I want you to know that's one of the reasons why music and the art of trans people is so important. And I hope you take some time with June, who is a senior at the school in this place that has provided the artwork in the gallery that just went up yesterday. And the last thing I'm going to say, I think, you never know. (laughs) I want to share something from Susan. She, her, hers pronouns, a member of our church. She asked me to share this with you. Her family, half of them have moved out of state, and half of them are still here. Susan writes, an overwhelming and heartfelt thank you doesn't begin to express my gratitude for everyone there fighting for the lives of trans Texans. My heart breaks every day for all that Texas is doing to the LGBTQ community. My family no longer feels welcome or safe like many queer families. As you know, we made the incredibly difficult decision to leave Austin, our home, and where we had always planned to stay. Now our family is living 2,000 miles apart to keep us all safe and honor our commitments made in Austin. You are loved and cherished. Thank you. Susan says, while watching the media coverage of events on Tuesday, I sobbed, slammed my fist on the table, and felt so much frustration. My kids are Texans. My wife is a Texan. I was a Texan by choice for more than 20 years. We left for safety, and that pisses me off. Susan, it more than pisses me off, too. Our state has not only turned its back on us, it has also made us out to be predators. The visibility and heart that you are pouring into helping families is one thing that helps heal our broken hearts just a little bit. I really can't thank you enough, ever. There's nothing I could say. There's nothing I could say as a cisgender person any better than that. But I will also echo what my colleague, Reverend Amelia Fulbright, said this morning. If anybody from the Texas legislature is watching... And I ask every single one of you to take this message back to them in a phone call, in an email, in a letter, in a knock at the door, because it's your house and you don't, you don't, actually, what am I saying? Texas Impact teaches us we don't knock, you go in, it's our house. It's not too late for you to turn back. Let go of this hateful, fight against trans Texans, and put your energy into gun control, it's not too late for you to turn back. We have three weeks left in this session. It's not too late. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. 
We have lives at risk everywhere. I don't even know. But that's it. Please tell them. Please take it back. Please. Like I said, let me make sure there wasn't, I just, I'm beside myself. But the joy and the love of our community, I look out and I see some of you and I I just, it's, we are, we are winning. That's the last thing I want you to know. This is happening because we are winning. We are winning. We are winning. And we are on the right side of God and the right side of history and the right side of love. So please, please don't go away down, down, downtrodden about it. I need you to know. I need to be real with you. And it's happening because a new world is being born. A new world is being born. And we are going to celebrate it together. Let us now say the words together by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. This we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Would you rise for the sung benediction?
This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.